1: Well, hello there, good people. This is Goofy of Cartoon Fame. (laughs) When they asked me to do a promo for Tie a Knot and Hang On, hosted by Camille Sanzone, I nearly knocked poor Mickey over. I got so excited. You see, we have our own lunch bunch, and we listen to her together every week. And I'm here to tell you, if you're not tuning in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, you're pretty goofy yourself, and not in a good way. You know, Camille is half Italian and half goofy, <laughs> and in the best way. She makes me laugh, but dag nabbit, she makes me think too, even if I don't want to. So give a listen, you'd be goofy not to. <laughs>
0: To be humble, to be kind It is a giving of peace in your mind To a stranger, to a friend To give in such a way that has no end We are love, we are one We are how we treat each other when they day We are peace, we are war We are how we treat each other, nothing more
2: Indeed, heroes don't look like they used to They look like you do And they look like me This is Camille Sanzone With another episode of Tie a Knot and Hang On Help has arrived If you are a regular listener Thank you and welcome back Shout out to my collective lunch bunch Scattered throughout the United States And if you have stumbled upon my show For the very first time I hope you stick around Today's show may be especially Meant for you. I don't believe in coincidences. And if you are new to my show and you like what you hear today and would like to hear some of my past shows, go to iHeartRadio.com, where all my past shows can be found in their archives. Just click on the word podcast, enter the title of my show, Tie a Knot and Hang On, or my name, Camille Sanzone, S A N Z O N E, and my show will pop up with a list of topics. For each show with a description. So just choose what you want to hear. So you can listen to me any day of the week, anytime you like. Think of me as your radio beck and call girl. Now, my wish is to entertain you, but my mission is to encourage you to discover ever better ways of being in the world. And of course, I mean to do that in an entertaining way. So as Joel Gray says in Cabaret, leave your troubles outside. Because while you are here with me, you get to reset your emotional clock, pull back from the troubles of the day and the rubble of the world, because even in the midst of all that, you deserve to be happy. Yes, you. As I broadcast live today, it is Tuesday, January 21st, 2020, 2020, and my topic is A Life Celebrated. Now, most of you listening are likely regulars, so you know that my beloved nephew, Johnny, passed on New Year's Day. I've had Rebel My Engineer play reruns the last two Tuesdays, but I wanted to get back to doing live broadcasts, and today's show is celebrating Johnny's life. I know he's here around me. His essence is always here somewhere in the the ethers, and he's going to keep me strong so I can be DJ and play a bunch of his songs. Oh, it rhymes. I must be (laughs) schizophrenic. Now, listen, I may cry. I may not. But I won't apologize if there is a little crying. But I assure you, this isn't going to be a mournful show. As I said, it is a life celebrated. Celebrated. In fact, that's what he requested himself. There was no viewing. There was no funeral as such. It was just a bunch of family and friends remembering good times, laughing and, of course, listening to his music. Now I've done shows on dealing with grief, and I've dealt with grief many times, too many, I guess. My, I think my first funeral was when I was six years old. My uh, my cousin's grandmother had passed away. Donna Maria, they called her. She was scarier in life than death, so it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't too difficult for us. See, now I don't know how many nationalities sort of encourage or insist children kiss the deceased. I don't know if you saw the movie *Sybil* or read the book, but that's supposedly when she split to different personalities. She was forced to kiss her grandmother or somebody. Uh, anyway, <laughs> this Donna Maria was one of those hair up in a bun, mole over here, wooden spoon in her hand, ready to stir the sauce or hit her grandson on the back. But we were told we would have to kiss her goodbye. So my cousin and I were practicing by kissing what we thought were cold things because we figured she'd be cold. So we found folding chairs and things like that. And we are kissing it. You know how kids can be. But even even as an adult, like a lot of the... My, my brother, for instance, may he rest, he he used to... I guess because he was afraid, maybe, he would find something to laugh at. He just found funerals funny. And we would all be trying to be serious and everything. And, and he's cracking jokes and doing stuff. But, you know, but we all, you know, deal with death in different, different ways. Well, after that, I... I I guess I was about 11 when my, my grandfather died, then my mother's and then my father's. So I, I lost my grandparents, aunts, uncles, my father, my mother, and my brother some years ago. And now my nephew, he was 53. But he lived a, a good life. He had a life well lived. Now, it doesn't mean he, you know, people say, oh, you thought he was perfect. No, I knew he wasn't perfect. He was unique, but he wasn't perfect. Nobody's perfect. He didn't lead a life free of foibles or foolish decisions and choices none of us none of us can claim that right Noah was still here but he was a good man a very good man and he was loved by so many people now I'm not in denial I know grieving is normal and believe me it's been three weeks to today and I have cried and I will continue to mourn his loss I'm sure for a very long time in the physical realm but he really truly I feel him with me not that his spirit has nothing better to do on the other side than constantly be my companion. But I do I do feel that he's there. He's out there on some other level, on some other level. And that gives me comfort. Plus, I have, of course, his music. I do miss texting him. And I've, I'm going to continue to text to that number because we used to text just about every day. So it might wind up being my journal. I don't know. But anyway... Anyway, thank you for your condolences, everyone. Um, I had pre-recorded the beginning of a show the first Tuesday after he passed, uh, and I played uh, an interview that I had done with him in 2014. Rebel played that after I, I did my, my intro, letting you know that he had passed. And you were all uh, really wonderful. I stayed here in the chat room with you, and uh, I think Virginia has had a crush on him. <laughs> Who didn't he was a good looking guy but he was a good guy and Virginia I think said he had the voice of an angel the voice of an angel now we enjoyed each other so I celebrated his life I celebrated his life every day the way Barbara and I like to say we celebrate every day we don't have to have a special anniversary or special valentine's because we appreciate each other every day Johnny and I had a very special bond. He was my first nephew. So he created my Aunt Cammie persona. I have other nephew. I have Rob, his brother, five years later. And then I have three great nephews, Johnny's son, Alec, and Rob's sons, Derek and Devin. But I was first Johnny's Aunt Cammie, you know, and I will forever be. Now, I'll talk a little bit during this 50 minutes or whatever's left of it, about a little bit about dealing with grief, but mostly... I'll tell you a little more about Johnny play some of his music now over the years I've played a lot of his music relevant music mixed into whatever show I was doing I didn't play uh, his music every week but often enough because I enjoyed it rebel enjoyed his music and you seem to you always made a comment how beautiful his voice was and could you go hear him in concert and things like that and he, he never did pursue that kind of a career too much he did early on a little bit. They did a recording or two, but truly he was a family man. And he he told me, he said, I don't want to go out across the country. And then if we became that famous internationally, but he says, I want to be home with my wife and my son. So now those of you who have heard him on my show have told me how talented he was and you thanked me for sharing him with you. So I want you to sit back and listen and enjoy today. No tears. Well, if they fall, you let them. But I prefer, and I know he would prefer, that you smile and enjoy it. Now, the first two one, the first one is Little Bitty Pretty One, which is a cappella, which means only instruments, the only instruments used were their voices, the human voice. There's no other musical instruments. So it was their voices, track over track. It's really Johnny, and he played harmony, sang harmony to his own voice. And a lot of them, especially the a cappella ones, his friend Danny of 30 years and what a good friend he was. His happiest moments, I think, when he was sick, when Danny would come come to visit him and they would either listen to his music. And while he was able, they still would place place some music. And the second one you'll hear is one that Johnny wrote. And it's called Let Me Take Your Heart. Enjoy these. Rebel, play them, will you?
0: One, come on talk to me. The loving, loving, loving one. Come on sit on my knee. Yeah! Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, hey. whoa, whoa whoa whoa. Hey. Hey. whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Tell you a story. Had my time ago. Ba, 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 ba. I've been watching you grow bam yeah whoa, whoa, whoa Whoa, whoa, whoa
2: bam bam Whoa,
0: <laughs> Little bitty pretty one, come on talk to me. Love it, one, one, Come on want one, will
2: I don't know how many he wrote, but he wrote quite a number of songs. And he would send them in. Most of the places seem to be in Nashville, where you could sell, send your poems. But And I did a couple of those myself, but I didn't put them to music because I'd, I can't play music by staff and things like that. I can read it very slowly, but like when I play piano, I use fake books, they call them, where they show the right hand or the staff, but they don't show the... Base of the cleft where the chords are so that's what i call it faking it it just says g minor at the top but i know where g minor is because i studied all the chords but i can't just read by sight both hands so i couldn't write down the music for mine but he would send the, with the music and everything and he could write it down and he studied on his own my my brother was also a musician and played bass guitar and he sang in, in rock and roll groups and stuff and uh, a little shyer than my nephew namesake johnny but uh he too had visions early on they and they did make a a record they went to new york city i know my brother but in any case uh he was so proud he was so proud of his son he felt his johnny far exceeded what he could do he my brother never played lead guitar most of the time it was bass guitar you know background kind of stuff but uh just Johnny could do just about anything, and he could. He heard the song when he was eight years old, and immediately could play it. I mean, he got uh, one of those ringy-dink uh, guitars you give kids—the first one—and he could play a little bit on the you know, the plastic with those nylon strings. But then he got a nicer guitar. I gave him, I think, his first guitar, and it was uh, smaller, you know, for kids. But if he heard it on the radio, he could just play it right after listening to it at once. And that's that's a gift. That's something that you know, so you don't have to study to do that. But he wanted to learn more about it. So he would get books and so he learned about the music part of it. But in any case, uh he I guess he you know, was like my mom. The the best of my mom sort of was in her music. She sang and she played piano. And I said the best that was in her was her music. That's when she was the happiest. And I think that was true of, of Johnny, too, aside from, you know, being, of course, of his family. But the music, his la- eyes would light up and he he built a studio in his house. And when Barbara and I would go there, we would go in and, and record. And we recorded uh, a few years ago, we recorded some Christmas music in there. And it was it was just so much, so much fun. And you could see when somebody has passion for something, it's contagious, you know, you watch them enjoying it and you can't help enjoy yourself at the same time. And uh his son now, Alec, also plays uh plays guitar. I haven't heard him play too much, but uh and he sings as well also. So hopefully he'll continue that and he'll teach his children. He's uh seeing a, a young lady who's very nice right now, Roxy, but uh not married, he doesn't have any children. But uh, Who knows? I may yet have great, great nephews. they great nephews, but you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Nephews and great nephews. they great, great nephews. Now, the last time um, Johnny was in the hospital, uh, they told him that there was nothing else that could be done. They had exhausted everything and the trial medicine was no longer shrinking the masses and all of that. So he made the choice because he'd lost a lot of weight and was just... Sick between treatments, so sick that he was going to go home and go on hospice. And that was his choice. And we tried, you know, not to be sad about it because we knew ultimately that was probably where it was headed. It was just nothing left to do. So, with his permission, once he got home, his wife Maria called us. And of course, he called, they called friends. And at first, I was, gee, maybe he'll be uncomfortable having people around so much, you know. But he he really loved it he was could he spoke barely above a whisper at that point he he was uh, as they say a shadow of himself he'd lost so much weight but he loved that people came to see him and how much nicer than having people come that you hadn't seen in a while after you're gone and they they come to a funeral service i mean this was unbelievable i can't even tell you how many people showed up in those few days and they went in to see him one, two, three at a time, usually more than one. And they would stay a little while and then he would rest for a little bit. And then another two or three would go in and they but mostly would talk to him. And you hear laughter coming out of the bedroom, remembering things that he had done or things that they had done together. He was uh, like his dad, a little bit of a practical joker. So apparently when he would go out on the, on the road locally, uh, they would pull some pranks on each other, the groups and stuff. Now his friend Danny, that sang with him, he was there just about all well, the time that I I was there. I mean, he he lives about an hour or so from Johnny, and uh, what a nice, good man, another really good man. So he was almost like the the guide. You here, know, okay? Two more can go in now, and then he kept things going going in order. And one of the times that I I was in there with him. And I, I wanted to, to be in, in there alone with him because I, I wanted to talk with him. But I didn't want to be selfish. You know, there were so many people. But uh, I did manage to get in there a few times. And one of the times uh, his mother was staying there. I, we were staying in, ho- in hotels. His mother happened to come into the room when I was there with him. And he motioned for her to come closer. And then he whispered, he said, he Mom, please come back later. I want some one-on-one time with Aunt Cammy you know, that was my boy. And so we shared stories from when he was really young. I said, one of the re- regrets of my life, and I I haven't had many, uh, was that I left New York when he was only eight years old. So I missed a lot of his growing up years. We kept in touch, but it's not the same thing, seeing somebody once a year and, you know, phone calls and things like that. But he always called me if if he had a problem or or a pivotal time in his life when he got engaged, uh, the first time. And then he called off the engagement and then he called me again about this. And he felt, he felt bad that he broke up with her cause she was getting depressed. And I mean, he, he would, he would call me now. I wasn't his guru or anything. I was his aunt Cammie, you know, even when, when he was 16, I remember I went uh, to New York and of course I was went to see him when I went to New York and we went out on a ride, and I let him drive. He had his uh, driver's permit, and uh, he always thought I was cool. I was like his auntie Mame, he used to tell me. He saw the movie with me. And he, my brother had said, could you please talk to him about dating and stuff? And I wanted him to wind up having to get married so young. Now, my brother didn't. He got married at 19, and they didn't have Johnny until well, like two years after they were married. But in any case, he and I talked about He says, oh, and Cammy, you're not going to talk to me about sex, are you? I said, said, do we need to? And he says, no, (laughs) not really. I said, you would know how to be responsible. I said, are you respectful? And he said, yes. And I said, okay, enough said. And that, that was that discussion. But he was a good man. He was a good friend too. You know, they keep saying how men are not really friends. Women talk about everything, but, you know, men talk about sports and women. Well, that wasn't true of him anyway. He spoke from the heart about things that mattered. To his friends from what he told me about those friendships and i guess danny and then carl were, were his two best friends as he got older aside from of course his brother rob robert they were very very tight and he was such a beautiful support for his brother and uh his son and his nephews were all good to him everybody was good to him because he was he was that kind of guy like my brother he took after his dad a lot just truly genuinely nice guys easy going easy to get uh, along with and to have fun with. So I want to hear another couple of his songs. One uh, that I want to play was uh, requested by Barbara, and that's Vienna. And then it's going to be followed by another number that he did with Danny, a cappella, just the t- their voices, but again, track after track. So that- With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved,
1: we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen The Bride and Groom?
2: Sorry, sorry,
1: we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land
0: Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting.
2: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They would harmonize with themselves. And this is called Stand By Me. That's the second song. And they were in a group uh, at that time, I believe, called Phase Two. Uh, they were real popular in Long Island. Will you play them for us, Rebel?
0: Slow down, you crazy child You're so But then if you're so smart Tell me why are you still So afraid Mm -hmm. Where's the fire What's the hurry about You better cool it up Before you burn it out You got so much to do And only so many hours In a day But you know that when The truth is told that you Can get what you want or you can get old you're gonna kick off before you even get halfway through Ooh. when will you realize the end? Of That you forgot what you need Though you can see when you're wrong You know you can't always see When you're right You're right You got your passion You got your pride Don't you know that only fools Are satisfied Dream all but don't imagine They'll all come true Ooh. When will you realize The a way It's alright, you can't afford to lose a day Don't you realize In a way When night has come and the land is dark and the moon is the only light we'll see. Oh, I won't be afraid. No, I won't be afraid just as long as you stay. Stand by me. Darling, darling, stand by me. Whoa, stand by me. Whoa, stand now. Stand by me. Stand by me. And if the sky we look upon should tumble and fall all the mountains crumble to the sea I won't cry I won't cry no I won't shed a tear just as long as you stay stand by me so darling
2: by me. Stand by me. You know, I said I'd talk a little bit about uh, grieving. Well, grief is a very personal, subjective thing, isn't it? I mean, we all, as I said, we all grieve in our own way, but different families and different ethnicities perhaps have specific ways they grieve, too. Uh, the Jewish people sit and shiva; they call it. Uh, well, I remember when I was young, a lot of the old Italian women would I don't I mean, I don't think it was rehearsed or anything, but I, when I was young, it seemed funny to me how the old women, if their husbands died, they would get hysterical and lean over the, the casket and cry. You're like, oh, take me with you. Try to climb in the casket and stuff. But uh, they certainly wore black, and they wore black for at least a year and sometimes longer, and many of them never remarried, Um a lot of people, even today, they'll, they'll mourn to the point of depression, especially especially if it's a child. And uh, you know, it's something I had to avoid spiraling because, as I've, I've said to you before, I, the nature of our relationship was such that, he, for me, he felt more like my son, really, than my nephew. They lived with us when he was little. And uh, so I was there for those early, early years. I left New York when he was eight. But I was there a lot in the beginning, and uh, so it was like losing a son. I mean, not that you can't feel this strongly about losing a nephew, but um, I just wanted to enjoy what there was to enjoy with him always. And then especially when he got the diagnosis of cancer in October uh, 2017, we didn't know what the outcome would be naturally we were hopeful all the time that there would be a miracle and something would he would go to remission and all of that but we could see it didn't look like that was going to happen so my sister rosemary and i wanted to give him something really special because he was so sick from the the chemo uh after the treatments and stuff his appetite would change He said he lost a lot of weight then he'd get his appetite back and he'd start eating or he'd wake up in the night and he'd want to eat. Called it the gremlin. The gremlin got him up and ate. And a lot of the times he didn't have any appetite. The Food just turned him off. But when he did have an appetite, God bless him, he seemed to want my food. <laughs> so um, when we did that interview in 2014 I was talking about our family and the, all the music and the food and, I said, and, and the food and he laughed and he goes oh yes, the food. <laughs> There's so much food. So My sister, Rosemary, and I had an idea. We rented two side-by-side villas in Orlando. I think it was Westgate Lakes Resort Spa. And uh, two bedrooms each, two bathrooms, including a luxurious Roman tub, had an open concept, full kitchen with dining room and living room, and a screened-in patio on the lake. And he and Maria had one of the villas, and they had two bedrooms. So their son and his girl or his brother... And his wife could stay there if they wanted on and off. We were there for a few days. And uh, in the other villa, Barbara and I had the master suite and my sister had the other bedroom and bath. So he had given me a menu, told me what he what he wanted me to make. And that's what I did. So I fed a lot of people that weekend, at least eight to ten people, because they all came to visit (laughs) sort of at the same time. Well, between the two days, they left and they came back and a couple stayed. But um, what did he want? He wanted potato, cream of potato and roasted garlic soup. He wanted my meatballs and pork, spears, uh, onion and garlic, tomato sauce and angel hair pasta, and chicken parmesan and garlic bread. And for dessert, he wanted my cashew brownies. Not a bad menu. And he ate a good portion. He ate meal. You know, he didn't take seconds. He couldn't do that. And he was very weak at that point. This was this last July. Uh, but while the others were out at the pool or using the spa, they some got massages, um, he and I were left alone in our villa. And I cooked, and he sat in the recliner, which was close enough. And we, we talked. And then when I was between stir, stirring and doing things, I'd sit down with him. and We would hold hands, and we would just talk and talk about everything under the sun, everything under the sun. And uh, it was a good time. My sister and I were just so glad, so glad that we did that. And he was so, so happy. He, he kept apologizing because he went to his room after a while because he just needed to rest. But he was well enough to enjoy it. And so we were glad we did that. And, you know, some people, when they get sick, they fight, and fight, and fight. And then they get to a point where they just want to have more quality of life. They don't want to just keep fighting and just to be sick to to extend the days. And that, that, and there are others who just don't want any chemo from the beginning. And I might be one of those. God help me if I get cancer. Because, uh, you know, I, want, I prefer quality over quantity. You know, I want to live. I want to live, as they say, live, live, live until I die. How is that for a cue? Let's hear a, a little bit of Frank Sinatra back in about two minutes. <laughs>
1: I'm gonna live till I die I'm gonna laugh instead of cry I'm gonna take the town and turn it upside down I'm gonna live, live, live until I die They're gonna say, what a guy I'm gonna play for the sky Ain't gonna miss a thing, I'm gonna have my fling I'm gonna live, live, live until I die The blues I lay low, I'll make them stay low They'll never trail over my head I'll be a devil till I'm an angel But until then Hallelujah, gonna dance, gonna fly I'll take a chance, riding high Before my number's up, I'm gonna fill my cup I'm gonna live, 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 live Until I die
2: mission, and I hope you accept it, is to buy a copy of my book at the end of your rope, Tie a Knot and Hang On. Hi, I'm Camille Sanzone, host of Tie a Knot and Hang On on W4WN. My book is filled with life strategies, humor, comfort food recipes, processes that will stir your soul. Feeling low? My book will lift you up life good my book will make it even better go to amazon.com enter at the end of your rope tie a knot and hang on by camille Sanzone. s-a-n-z-o-n-e buy two copies one for you and one as a gift your problems might just self-destruct in five chapters
0: Listen to Camille Sansoni. Tuesdays will PM be a to her show. Tie a knot and hang on. Help has arrived on W4WN, All Women Radio, and don't you forget about it.
2: And I think I'm going to keep that promo. Of course, that was Johnny, voicing The Godfather. There, Yeah, you know, Johnny had a uh, unique ability and a facility to sing many different genres of music. Uh, and he sang well in each of them. He, he learned a few Italian songs to surprise my mom for her 50th wedding anniversary. And he sang it in phonetically perfect in Italian, even though he didn't understand the words. Uh, he sang ballads and love songs and rock and roll songs, and Johnny Be Good, he would put the guitar behind his, his head and stuff. And he, he could sing standards and ballads and all, but, and he loved Billy Joel but his favorite he always said to me was the country music. He had a rock and roll band then a country band uh, and that's what he really liked the most. Let's uh and he looked he has I have a picture of him in a cowboy hat. He looked great in a cowboy hat with that beard, he had a beard, mustache. Anyway, I get a kick out of these two songs. Rebel Play, Keep Your Hands to Yourself and follow it with Soul Man. <laughs>
1: I got a little change
0: in my pocket, going jing-a-lang-a-lang. I'll just call you on the telephone, baby. I'll give you a ring. Each time we talk, I get the same old thing. Always no hugging, no kissing, until I get a wedding ring. My honey, my baby, don't put my love upon no shelf. She said, don't just give me no lines and keep your hands to yourself. Treat me this way You know I'm still your lover boy I still feel the same way That's when she told me this story About free milk and a cow And said no hugging, no kissing till I get a wedding vow My honey my baby Don't put my love on no shelf She said don't just give me no lines And keep your hands to yourself Hand me no shit So... So man, I'm so man. Listen, I was brought up on a Side the Street. I knew how to love before I could eat. I was educated from good stuff. I'm love. I just can't stop. I'm so
2: The time is short I want to play uh, A last song Before we go You've been listening To Johnny's Aunt Cammy Camille Sanzone Host of Tie a Knot And Hang On Help has arrived I hope you've enjoyed Johnny's music today I want to leave you With uh, one last song His peaceful Easy feeling Remember Kindness is contagious Spread it around I love you My boy You'll always be with us Talk to you next week
0: I like the way you spot plenty lay against your skin, some brown. I want to sleep with you in the desert tonight, with a billion stars on the ground. I got Yeah.